Chapter 6 Having spent more than six years working his way up, Stee had a few regrets about the state of his life. But being based in London whilst travelling all over the country in the back of a van for half of each year, he hadn't been able to lay down many personal routes in the city or anywhere else. Superficially comfortable that he'd had a few non-work relationships, on the few nights he had off work, he would sometimes feel that there was something missing. Work was all-consuming. There was always a gig to go to. He lived a stone's throw from every series venue in the city of nine million people. Every night was an opportunity to see a new band, and there was always a chance it could lead to the next greatest thing, although Stee was realistic enough to know it probably wouldn't be. Aside from the bands, there was always a drink to be had with somebody, somewhere, and when there was no work, there was a girl to entertain. There were so many girls to be had. They swirled through his life in a haze of blonde brunette and fiery red sex. But when the music stopped and the good times faded, the sound of silence was not a comfort, and the darkness that enveloped his flat when the lights went out was as metaphorical as it was literal. He felt no pressure to change anything, but something would eventually have to give. Life was straightforward. Stee loved the flat he rented above the Cuban restaurant just across from Islington Green. It was convenient for his needs, with the bonus of being at a distance he could frisbee an unsigned seven-inch away from the reckless records from which Stee would support his final habit by exchanging the not-for-resale, promotional-copy-only music he'd legitimately pilfered from the office for the classic rarities that thrilled him. Finding Roy Harper's commercial breaks white label for 20 quid, given that it was never officially released in original format and worth 50 times that, was the most blessed of days. And coming across the original pressings of Please Please Me, Floyd's seminal Dark Side of the Moon and rare pieces of Bowie vinyl were prizes now displayed on the walls of the flat he called home. Most of the time he was not alone and didn't think beyond his world of music. His latest band were killing it. The Cormacs were all over the scene. They were a fucking good band, his best band so far, who blew him away on the first listen. There was no need to babysit them. They knew what they wanted and unlike many other bands that had been in his charge, they had the discipline to achieve success. With his help, they were on the cusp of their move into the big time after dancing around the edges for much of the last year. Some of the Embryonics music websites, as well as the established magazine press like Mark Ellen's Q, had picked up on the Cormacian vibe. And he just got the news. He was off to New York. It was happening.